welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 44, Crystal. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Chris. And this week we are talking about Crystal, who, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that clearly Chris and I really dislike her. Annie really likes her. We don't get it. It's just Crystal this and Crystal that with Annie. Where's my Crystal Lauren sex? And <laughs> why aren't there faces on each other's faces? Exactly. It's it's terrible. No, we're kidding. Okay. So Chris and I really, really enjoyed Crystal this season, and we thought we would talk about her for a little bit here as part of a lead up into our long season four discussion, because I figured if we tried to talk about Crystal during that long discussion, we'd probably get side rail to talking about how much we love Allie Liebert for at least 20 minutes. So best get it out of the way by itself. A a lead up or a leaves up? There we go. (laughs) There we go. So when Crystal first came on the scene, it was the second second episode of season season four, Sleeping Beauty School. And at the time, only Chris had watched Bomb Girls. Only I was cool enough to watch it. Yes. And so, <laughs> you know, when when she popped up on screen, you had sort of a, hey, it's Betty McRae, and she's hitting on Lauren type of response. But Annie and I weren't quite there yet. Uh, but now, both Annie and I have watched Bomb Girls, and... I have to say, having watched Bond Girls, I, I love Crystal even more. I, I too have a, hey, it's Betty McRae, and she's hitting on Lauren type of reaction now. So, you know, Crystal is a great character in her own right, but I think you love Crystal even more if you've seen Bomb Girls and you've seen her as Betty McRae because she's such a, Betty McRae is such a great character. I think Annie did sort of relent a little bit on, on her anti-Crystalness after I talked her into watching Bomb Girls. Right. And other people. You know who you are. My incessant Twitter bossiness about Bomb Girls. <laughs> so if you don't know Bomb Girls, it is very different from Lost Girl. It's also a Canadian show. It's a period piece set during World War II. And it's about, mostly, mostly it's about the women who are working in a munitions factory building bombs. Hence, Bomb Girls. Allie Liebert plays a character named Betty McRae on that show. A very no-nonsense swaggery, you know, blue collar gal. And she's a really fantastic character. Probably one of the one of the best lesbian characters that I've seen in a TV show, just as far as how well she's developed. And I think the Lost Girl folks, the hiring team, you know, the cast the casting director, they, you know, they recognized the the get that they got when they managed to get <laughs> Ali Ali Liebert to come on the show. You like that? <laughs> yes, that was I was like, where is she going with? Okay. (laughs) Although there was, I think she, I think Ellie Liebert did say in an interview that, that the show had been trying to have her on for a while. And so their, her, her schedule finally lined up right. So fortunately. (laughs) But because, you know, Lost Girl obviously has a very large LGBT audience. I, you know, Betty is somebody, Betty McRae, Ellie Liebert is somebody who's recognizable to the LGBT viewers. And so I think it was a, a great thing that they managed to get her on the show. They even, I think, put in some Bomb Girls. Well, they definitely put in some Bomb Girls references into the show. And then a couple of ones I'm not entirely sure were intentional, but are kind of interesting to note. So I think the the really direct Bomb Girls references, well, you, you can you can talk about the direct Bomb Girls references, Chris. You, you know better than I do. 
Well, and also I was the only one who got them at the time. The first time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was in 402, you know, Lauren has gone and delivered the liver and onions, I think it was, to the guy and came and sat down next to Crystal. And, and Crystal Crystal calls her princess, which, of course, if you've watched Bomb Girls, you know is a thing that, that Betty McRae does. Betty McRae calls Gladys princess all the time. And then, of course, the other thing that we're pretty sure has to be a a nod to bomb girls is at the end of 403 or towards the end of 403 crystal has a blue towel like wrapped or her her hair is wrapped in a blue towel which we think is a a nod to the blue shift turbans on bomb girls which betty wears yes part of their work uniform essentially and then of course there's the dream to own property which is a thing sort of a a Betty's big goal, as stated in, in Bomb Girls, is she wants to buy a house. So so there's that. And then, of course, I, I had made a joke earlier in the season about how both Betty and Crystal have a thing for redheads. That is probably not necessarily not necessarily a, a direct reference, but uh, is amusing. <laughs> right. Because cause the, the woman that Betty has a crush on in, in Bomb Girls has, uh, has red hair. But we also wanted to mention, before we move on back to more talking about Crystal, we are actually, the three of us are planning to do kind of a limited run little bomb girls podcast. We're probably going to do episodes talking about each of the characters because we needed something else to fill our days, I guess, since we're on hiatus now. (laughs) It's like, you know what would be more work than just editing Tatiana as everyone? Editing a bomb girls podcast in addition to that with three audio tracks instead of just two. But we will let you know when, when those are coming out there. I don't know exactly where they're going to host them yet. But if you're interested in Bomb Girls, if you're a Bomb Girls viewer, you know, we hope you will check those out. So let's talk a little bit about what we what we liked about Crystal. Because we had several guest stars this season who were on for a few episodes. But for me personally, I felt like Crystal was the only one I really got to like and really feel like I kind of knew her and sympathized with her. And then they took her away and did not mention her again. And it was kind of shocking. (laughs) In case anybody didn't realize that we were sort of still fixated on her from our crystal watch every week. (laughs) So I think the scene where I really started to like Crystal was after Lauren had kind of brushed her off a couple of times. And this customer has made a rude comment where she makes Lauren say, I feel like this guy just, you know, slapped my butt with his eyes. and. Crystal, uh, sorry, and Lauren says to Crystal, how do you put up with some of the customers? And and Crystal replies, same as I put up with some of the staff. And <laughs> I think it was really that scene that really made me start to like Crystal. And I really liked her line about how no good apology ever included the words if and but. I think that needs to go on like a t-shirt or something because a lot of people not very good at apologizing. I, I think it is one of those things. I Allie Liebert is very charming. Mm-hmm. in in her roles or at least what i have seen of her roles so you know that's something that really crystal needed the the character right i really like crystal as sort of a person in contrast to lauren because you have you have lauren who's very reserved and especially right now since she's on the law, on the run from whomever the fae the law everybody it seems like you know she's she's very internal and she doesn't vocalize a lot of stuff and she's kind of isolated herself and she's very reserved. And then here comes Crystal, who's just this really 
bubbly, warm person. And I really like her in contrast to Lauren. Right. I, I really like that scene where Lauren spills the tray of stuff and Crystal sort of rushes over and like sort of flashes her a big grin as she's helping her clean up. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's a good contrast that they went for there that a, a much needed bit of levity, I guess. I, I also like that, that Crystal is very, is cl- painted very clearly as a very sort of like blue collar type of individual. And while we don't really know how Lauren grew up class wise, this is not sort of a world that Lauren is particularly comfortable in. This is kind of unfamiliar to her. And I like that Crystal sort of acts as a, as a guide to, to Lauren kind of in, to that extent. And that she's, she is very sort of, as you say, she's warm towards Lauren in this context too, that she doesn't act like she's put upon about the whole thing either. She, she confronts Lauren about the fact that she's never waited at a table all day before in her life. And she just kind of seems okay with stuff. <laughs> so I, I feel like some people maybe didn't care for Crystal because she was fairly assertive toward, toward Lauren and like pursuing her, you know, making, making Lauren very aware of the fact that she was interested in her. And that's, you know, that's fine that if, if she, if that sort of struck you the wrong way, I, I personally didn't mind it because I felt like, at the end of season three with, with Bo and Lauren, Lauren was maybe feeling a little bit unsure in regards to Bo. Not really sure if, if Bo could really give her what she needed. Not entirely sure if Bo was completely over Dyson. So I kind of like this moment for Lauren, this, this pursuit of Lauren where there is no mistaking that Crystal is interested in Lauren. She's just putting it all out there for her. And can I just say, as a socially awkward person, uh, which I think we've discussed before, that, you know, Lauren kind of is a socially awkward person, and I'm certainly a socially awkward person. It's nice (laughs) that Crystal is very upfront about it. There's sort of no mistaking what she's saying. (laughs) So I kind of get why that would be an appealing thing there like there's no there's no two ways to interpret what crystal is saying (laughs) i also love that in sleeping beauty school we see her sort of like fixing lauren's name tag for her pulling her collar out of her name tag and then she puts her name tag on her later when she when she loses it i i don't know i just like those little kind of caretaking moments that between lauren and crystal as she's telling lauren slash amber that she's cute and funny and sexy yes I like the name tag putting on actually better than the dialogue, but but I mean let's let's all appreciate that Crystal thinks that Lauren is funny. Yes, she gets that Lauren is funny, even though she has sort of geeky humor. It's awkward charm. <laughs> but also, we have the the sort of the wonderful hug between Lauren and Crystal after Crystal deletes the video off of her phone, and. That was, I I felt like a really cathartic moment for Lauren in a lot of ways. And I really Mm -hmm. liked how equally touched Crystal seemed to be by it. Right. And I mean, that is one of those moments where you kind of, you know, Lauren finally gets some, some human compassion, (laughs) which poor Lauren has sorely been lacking. They focus actually mainly on Crystal's face during that hug. And... 
I don't know. It's just, it's really neat to see the emotions that she goes through. It's this like surprise and then just overwhelmed by Lauren's gratitude, sort of right. maybe recognizing Lauren hasn't seen a lot of kindness in a while. Which I think is something else that they did really well with Crystal, just because I think it would be easy to write off that character based on what happens at the end of 403 and through 404. Although I guess really 404 sort of compensates for 403 also, since, I mean, she's handcuffed to a pipe, Mm -hmm. you know. But I, I think the fact that they do show that she does seem very compassionate toward Lauren, you know? Mm-hmm. And and when she says to Lauren at the end of 403 that she's very sorry, I mean, I believe her in that moment, you know? I do too. I, I do as well. I also like that we, we get a real hint of an interesting backstory with her. I, I like the comments that she makes about wanting to be a a, a singer and realizing being the best singer in her town doesn't really mean much when she goes to the city to audition is kind of what I take from what she is talking about and the idea of her sort of trading in bigger dreams for small ones. And then we also have, we learned later that she somehow got involved in the face somehow. So I feel like there's a really, we've got a good hint of an interesting backstory and I really would like to know more about her. Which I think is also why you and I kept expecting her to show up again at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they sort of dropped these these nuggets of information. And we're like, but where are they going with that? And they haven't so far. But everybody beg, beg Emily Andrus to bring back Crystal for season five. Indeed. I also think that Crystal's flirting is pretty awesome. <laughs> as as <laughs> Rohan mentioned on, on Twitter in the exchange where Lauren was complaining about the customer slapping her butt with his eyes. I, I like that Crystal says that, you know, she'd slap her butt as well. Um, <laughs> but really, I think uh, Crystal's sort of at her smoothest in, in Lovers Apart, where she leans in and is like, I just need some sugar. <laughs> very subtle, Crystal. Yes, very, very subtle. And that after, I do like. <laughs> yes, the I do like. Which always kind too. of cracks me up. Mm-hmm. I do like. The the intonation there. It's like, way to be subtle, Crystal. Oh, Crystal does not do subtle. Do you see the clothes that she wears? She's not a subtle person. <laughs> and I like that about her. Like, that's something I actually really appreciate. And I also like in that episode where Crystal puts Lauren's tips on the table in front of her, there's this just enough leaning into Lauren's <laughs> personal space for it to be flirty, but not creepy. And and the fact that her her arm to reach and put it on the table in front of her goes between Lauren's body and her arm. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think is the thing. Yeah. 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 And she- of course, it's not just tip money. It's her address. Very smooth, Crystal. Very smooth. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the glorious pantslessness <laughs> later on at, at Crystal's apartment. And... Again, that really was a moment, a character moment, that made me like Crystal, that she's just sort of confident enough in herself to go and answer the door in her underwear, because why not, you know? (laughs) And the fact, once Lauren was inside the apartment, she did not even bother to put pants on. (laughs) I was going to say, I also appreciate the fact that, you know, because we can kind of see her through the window when Lauren knocks on the door. Mm Mm-hmm. 
she's just kind of, you know, lounging there, drinking a glass of wine and reading, which for some reason I kind of appreciate because I'm a nerd, probably. <laughs> and then I, I, I got to say, I, I really love sort of the, the, the post sexy times cuteness that goes on between Lauren and Crystal. And I especially love Crystal's giggle. It is. It's pretty cute. Yeah. I don't know what I'm fine with just beer and pizza, right? <laughs> <laughs> now she tells me. <laughs> but ultimately, I think the thing that really made me like Crystal was like how happy Lauren was post sexy times. Like just in their little conversation in bed, as well as the next day when she walks into the diner, she just seems really happy. And it, it felt like it had been forever since we saw Lauren that happy. Right. She did seem sort of less burdened than she had been the entire time at the diner, mm -hmm. which was nice to see. Well, not just at the diner either. <laughs> Things have been complicated back home. Mm -hmm. Dawson on Twitter, he had this comment, Crystal had a recognize had recognizable character traits, a backstory and the right hint of mystery. Amazing for just a couple of episodes. And I agree. I felt like they did a really good job crafting this character in just about three episodes. Sort of not even three, because I don't think we really get more development in 404, right? I mean, that's more about Lauren development than it is Crystal. Mm -hmm. Crystal's more a sounding board for Lauren in that episode. So really, it's two episodes where they really craft her as a person. I mean, I guess you get a little bit more character development in her apology to Lauren at the beginning of, of 404. But mostly, you're right, it's mostly in 402 and 403. Which, again, is why I kept expecting her to come back. <laughs> And then she did not. So we've been saying all these nice things about Crystal. And I know that probably some of the people who are listening might be thinking, yeah, but, 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 but she did have ulterior motives because apparently she was working for the Fae and she ends up betraying Lauren. And I'm really disappointed that after the end of season three, where Lauren gets betrayed by Taft, we see Lauren get betrayed by Crystal. And those are all perfectly, you know, perfectly valid concerns with the story. And you're absolutely right. I personally was not all that bothered by Crystal turning on Lauren at the end of, of 403. Like Chris mentioned, when she says she's sorry, I think she really means it. And I think the further apology we get in Turn to Stone, I really don't think Crystal's a bad person. I think she probably tried to make she, – she made like – she made a bad decision, and that's really what Lost Girl is full of, is people who kind of are put in situations where maybe they they have a choice between a bad decision and a worse decision, or just people sort of making mistakes and trying to make up for them. So I feel like Crystal fits in well into sort of the Lost Girl universe because she kind of makes a bad mistake. Well, I guess my being so willing to forgive Crystal is largely due to the fact that I, I think we kind of all saw as a distinct possibility that she was going to be Trey, that she was going to be Trey Lauren, essentially, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think I'd seen a number of people saying, like, oh, well, she's going to do something terrible to Lauren, probably. But I think they did go out of their way to sort of draw parallels from Crystal's storyline to other storylines that we've seen. You know, we've seen Lauren in similar situations where basically you so, they're sort of not given a choice in the whole thing, you know? 
because they have gotten into some sort of situation and we don't necessarily know exactly what the situation is, but we do know that the Fae have, you know, killed lots of humans before, or at least the Dark Fae have, and we don't know exactly who it was that had Crystal take these actions towards Lauren. So, yeah, it's it's hard for me to judge her too harshly just because, you know, it's a tough situation. It's a tough fictional situation. But I am fictionally sympathetic, so. Well, and especially since we don't know her whole story, we don't really know what her circumstances were. I have difficulty casting final judgment on her because I just don't know the situation she was presented with. Right. But again, it comes down to she really genuinely seemed apologetic to me. So I fully accept that and accept that she was hiding in Lauren's fragile linen box and (laughs) has been living at Lauren's apartment with her (laughs) in case people didn't catch on that that was my my theory that's that's Chris's headcanon right there. (laughs) my oft stated theory (laughs) so yes no question Crystal did a bad thing what she did was not good but the circumstances surrounding what she did are just still so mysterious and unknown to me that I really would like to see more of Crystal so that I can get a better sense of why she did what she did. Which brings us to our next point. Emily Andrus, please bring Crystal back in season five. <laughs> please. Please. Because we still have questions. We have so many questions about Crystal. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> Because we want to know, you know, how did she know about the Fae? Or did she know about the Fae? Did the fact that she wanted to buy a farm kind of implies they might have coerced her with with a promise of money? There was a reward out for, for Karen. So did they? Did she even know that they were Fae? I'm curious when she was recruited did, from the, be- you know, was she, did she have ulterior motives from the beginning or partway through? Because we don't really have... An idea that if it was the Morrigan who kidnapped Lauren, which I know Chris is still not completely (laughs) convinced of. I'm never convinced of anything until they tell me. (laughs) I've seen these kind of show before. I know how this goes. Plus, she watched the X-Files, so she trusts no one. But if if it was the Morrigan who actually kidnapped Lauren and Crystal, it doesn't seem like we had a sense that she would have the, the idea of Lauren's history as Karen. Until until Lovers Apart, I think, is when the episode where we see her in Lauren's apartment. So that's a pretty fast turnaround. And then, of course, as I just mentioned, you know, we have to find out what happened between Turn to Stone and Let the Dark Times Roll. Chris really wants to know. Yes, that is my new rune glass. I'm determined. I'm, I'm, I'm certain is the word I'm looking for. I'm certain that there's some thing there, apparently. Something that we still don't know about. You know, I I also would like for Crystal to come back because we really didn't get a sense of how Lauren felt about what happened. I mean, I you know, Lauren is always somebody to overshare. I know, but <laughs> but she didn't talk about it at all, and I'm really curious. She seemed to kind of forgive Crystal a bit, or at least sort of you know, cut Crystal a break and turn to stone. But I'm kind of curious what Lauren's emotions were in regards to, you know, being with a human again after being with Bo, if that even occurred to her. And I kind of would like to hear how Lauren felt about it. 
Well, because I, I think what I like so much is that we got a sense that there was at least some sympathy on Lauren's part for Crystal's situation. Mm-hmm. Since it is a similar situation, I'm not saying it's the same thing that happened, but I mean, I, I think you can't deny that it's similar, right? I mean, that they were sort of in a difficult position with the the Fae. I mean, it's sort of a do what we say or dot 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 kind of a kind of a thing. Now, Sabrina chimes in and she says that she's okay with Crystal and her underwear. I'm, I know I'm changing what you said there, Sabrina, but I'm not going to say the P word. So she's okay with Crystal and her underwear out of the picture for good. And that's fine if you're, you know, if you don't want Crystal to come back. I'm not trying to, I personally, we're not trying to like insert, if you're a docubus shipper and you feel like we're saying, we want Laura to be with Crystal. I'm not necessarily saying that. I just thought that Crystal was a really interesting character and i think she could be an interesting friend for lauren especially given their similar backgrounds right which is the big point for me too it's it's one of those things i don't object to what we've dubbed hot pantsless i i like it but i'm i'm not saying it should necessarily go that way if that makes any sense yeah i like the the stuff we have from season four i i liked that i want her back primarily so that Lauren actually has a friend. (laughs) Because we really, as we've talked about many, many times, I'm sad for Lauren very often. Poor Lauren, who sort of gets pushed to the side fairly often in in various scenes and situations and whatnot. So as we've discussed, the similar situations they're in, I think they're in unique positions to really sort of bond and understand one another so i think it would be good for them and i want to watch it so (laughs) well i i actually kind of wondered if that might be the direction they the show would go in in season four is keep crystal around and have her and lauren have some sort of relationship not necessarily a romantic one but maybe a friendship one and kind of bond over their sort of similar past and experiences and try to maybe put that stuff that maybe they're not so proud of in the past. They have a whole conversation about that in Lovers Apart and try to move forward supporting each other. But obviously they didn't, they did not go that route. Instead, they have, we had the storyline with Lauren and the Morrigan instead, which was interesting, of course. Mm -hmm. I still think they could bring Crystal back and have it work and be interesting. I'm not, and, and, you know, I'm not saying break her back as a full-time character or anything like that, but I would like to see her again even if it's just as a guest star in one episode, I just would like to see maybe a little bit of closure on Crystal's storyline. I'm going to say more than one episode, but you knew I would. Oh, I would take her for more than one episode, but... <laughs> I know. I think there could be sort of a very interesting episode, even, or or storyline or whatever, where a newly human Ebony moves into Lauren's apartment with Lauren and Crystal, who, of course, has been there since mid-season four of course and because <laughs> that's our other question is has she been comfortable in lauren's new apartment we haven't seen the setup there <laughs> <laughs> but annie's not here to tease with that line so it's not as much fun <laughs> i actually have written in the notes apartment slash bed but again it's not funny since since annie's not here <laughs> <laughs> and i'm a jerk apparently but yes i think they could have sort of a real like odd trio kind of thing going on there that might be fun. Well, we have had some predictions of what actually happened to Crystal from people on Twitter. Cindy said, Crystal is dead. Deal. 
Cindy's cranky this evening. <laughs> Apparently so. Jeez, Cindy. Verbena Medea, that is her username, said maybe Lauren dehumaned Crystal post pizza and beer and she'll be the new Morgan next season. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting idea. And then under Faye Bush says that Crystal belongs to Ebony. She used her all up, then used her again. And I actually am curious about that it, it, because Crystal's little speech about about wanting a singing career and big dreams swallowing her whole kind of made it sound like she might be, be become victim of the Morrigan. Right. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. in our episode for Lovers Apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would be curious to know if it, and I think that'd be a good way to bring her back. Even is is even though they let you know Lauren says you have to let Crystal go. If if that was the Morgan holding holding them hostage, that doesn't necessarily mean the Morgan would have not fed on her. Which again is why I need to know what happened after that. Yes, I need to know. <laughs> Chris needs to know. That's just our humble plea to the show people. Please bring Crystal back. I know not everybody agrees, but I have have actually seen a lot of people on Twitter in the Lost Girl hashtag talking about the big unanswered question of season four is, where's Crystal? And I even saw one in French, <laughs> which I knew enough French to recognize that's what they were saying. So, And you retweeted it. And I retweeted it. Uh, so if you saw a tweet in French and you didn't know what it was about, that's what it was about. They were asking, where's Crystal? Because Leibs! Leibs! That was my most dramatic one, I hope. It was pretty dramatic. <laughs> Kudos to you. So let us know what you thought about Crystal and her storyline in season four. Did you Were you as charmed by Allie Liebert and Crystal as Chris and I were? Or are you content to see the backside of Crystal's underwear? We would, we would love to know your thoughts. <laughs> you can go and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode over at drinksofthedoll.com slash 44. You can also send us an email to feedback at drinksofthedoll.com. Or you can call and leave a message on our listener voicemail line at 972 972- Five one four seven two two three. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks with the Doll. My name is Stephanie. And I'm a big fan of Leaves. And my name is Chris. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.